I don't know where all the dishonesty about in-house was and it's opportunity. It's it's all about the, it's not cutting out anybody. It's all about making sure that people have more readily available opportunities. Hello and welcome to the Now Then podcast. In this conversation, we talk to Flo Clive, head of production at Havas Studios. We discuss how she finds new talent, email introductions, her transition from production to agency, and the ever-changing landscape of advertising. Now then, Flo, thanks so much for joining us. Pleasure to be here. Here at... um... Have Joining us. us, we've been invited to have us today, haven't we? We've, we've just muscled our way in, mate. Hey, oh, we're not away. Stop coming in. We want to speak to Flo. Where is she? <laughs> welcome, welcome. But it's good because you're, you're the first person we spoke to, we, we've spoken to now, on, or we're speaking to on the agency side of things, which I think's great because it opens up another door for people. And you're really special because you've got experience on both sides of the table. Um, so I guess. I guess firstly, it'd be good to, for you to speak a little bit about your journey and where you previously were on the production side and now agency and like, how did that all come about? Absolutely. I've definitely done a zigzag. So I've started in Partisan, runner's room, reception. Then I went on to the, the forbidden commercials floor that people were terrified of. And then I went, hang on a minute, I'm going from job to job to job. I've never actually seen the final thing or what happens to get to the final thing. So then I jumped agency side and got to work on some massive, massive jobs, sort of the M&S Christmases, the um, Virgin Atlantics, huge jobs that were sort of multi-million pound jobs as an assistant. Then... um, then I thought, hang on a minute, let's try freelance. Went freelance, jumped into uh, another agency and then stuck there for a year and said, hang on, I'm supposed to be freelance. Um, and sort of then left there after a year trying to, try, trying to find the freelance life and absolutely terrified myself. I am not a freelancer. I can't do it. I respect every freelancer there is. So the first job that came, I went back into an agency in-house at um, an in-house. Can I say names? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So um, into Kamarama and their version of an in-house production company called Cream, where I was called a talent director, which is quite a nice title. But that means that I basically got to scout for freelance directing talent constantly and that was my sole job, and it was a wonderful job. Um, so then uh, I stuck at that for about three years, just loving life, and thought, okay, wait. Then Bullion came along, and I was like, mm, I kind of want to go back into production company. Went back into production company, and then went, oh, God, this is this is scary. Production companies are scary. I want my agency life back. Went back into agency and went back into uh, in-house in Adam and Eve. Uh, oh, did a little stint in Warner in-house as well. And uh, then I'm now in an in-house in Haver. So <laughs> I've definitely done a zigzag there. And you're head of production at Haver yeah. Studios. So I guess what what are like the key elements of your role here? 
that I guess differed from the others or I guess do you have more responsibility is it still about you know finding new talent and things or is your responsibility just growing quite a lot this has definitely been a, a a big growing opportunity for me because I'm now managing a team of up to sort of 12 14 and I'm a proper manager now so I do get to EP on jobs which is wonderful I still budget constantly but it does mean that I'm managing a team of editors motion designers producers and all the jobs go through me at the moment and it's a really exciting opportunity for me to learn also about business and about profit and loss and what I need to make and how many jobs I need to bring in. Um, so it is very interesting seeing the in-house model within a um, within a production company and trying to trying to make them work. I have a lot of finance chats, which to some people would be boring, but to me is quite interesting about business I suppose is is another level of of production but not very creative (laughs) you've done all that you understand it I do get to scout a lot though still and that's something that I really really enjoy so it is still very much that and I guess on the on the topic of like uh, in-house production companies so do you predominantly work with freelance directors or do you also still reach out to production companies as well what's wonderful about here is that we have the opportunity to work with what the script allows so we have have us as so many agencies within it that the kind of scripts we get vary so much we do a car commercial we do a baby food commercial we do a major league baseball commercial all of those have such varying sort of creatives that we actually get to look at what fits it so with that, I get to work with freelance directors, but I also get the opportunity to approach production companies and say, would you like to co-produce with us? Would you like to uh, loan out to us? Would you like to do all of these things? And with my background of having worked in in-house for quite a long time now, um, I'm so straight down the line. It's a conversation. It's a conversation with these production companies to make sure that I know what I'm asking. I know how big the ask is or how little the ask is or whether one of their directors wants to make the move up from music videos to commercials. I think that's the exciting part is the scripts that I get are the cusp scripts for quite a few directors. And also they get bigger as well. So it's a lovely variant of client, of budget, of of, of everything over here. And it's really, really exciting time. It feels like it's good that you've come from that side of thing because some some people will just look at it black and white. Like, say, a director who's just done music videos and not gone on to the commercial side and, say, hasn't got that one shot that a client would need to see for a director. You can, you, you're kind of the the halfway person to go like, well, no, because we, we see this in this person and can get it over the line. And I think that's so important because some people are like, well, they haven't got cars or they haven't got you know, this, to, to do this commercial. And I always think it's so important to just like have that voice. One of the wonderful things is about being in-house is that we have direct comms with the creatives. So the creatives are writing scripts and I'm seeing scripts and actually having to rewrite it with them before it even gets to the director because I'm saying we can't afford this. But if you do this, then you can have this guy. So I'm almost engineering it much more so than another production company gets to. So that by by the time it gets to writing the treatment, 
I know that you can write that treatment. You're not trying to budget to it's 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 a very weird unorthodox way of doing it but i've already budgeted it so i'm saying to the to the to the director hey you know please don't please don't put a crane in here because we can't afford it but which is quite normal but there are other elements that i've already i've already taken out a child i've already taken out the dog and the cat that's coming into the script you know so you get to play with a little bit more so with your writing um, and I think a lot of the time in-house, it does get to triple bid, but a lot of the time it's single or it's double bids because of timings, because there are so many things that in-house are the problem solvers of production. We don't have luxuries, but we do have these amazing sort of explosive productions that happen so quickly that we want to give the right directors, the right opportunities. So if it's a fast turnaround, we'll say these guys are the guys, so let them treat. So when we look at the treatments that come in, they are to the T every time. And every time we're really happy with it because like advertising, you've either got a triple bid or a single bid or a double bid. You know, you've chosen those guys for the reason that they've come to screen. How do you, um, from that question, then, like, how do you go about to find talent? From from previously going from a talent scout, is it through publications? You know, still there used to be like promo news with music videos. Like, what? Where do you find these people? I've got a black book from over the years. I mean, I've I've been been looking at it. That list is growing longer, and every single time we get, um, I get a lot of people reaching out to me, which I adore because it means that I have that immediate recognition that they're there, that we can work with them. And, you know, like hearing, hearing through Instagram, I know is a bit of a bit of a weird one for a lot of people, but I love working backwards and seeing DOPs that I like to work with and that I want to work with and seeing who they've been working with. Um, we look at um, a lot of shots. We look at, I look at David reviews a lot actually because i get to see things of what people have done before and who they've and then i get to look at directors and say hang on a minute they worked with with them but they also work with them does that mean they're freelance so uh and another thing is um you've had the wonderful bugsy on here and he is a great contact to have he's wonderful to like i will on occasion i used to text him and be like i've got this script and you know if you don't suit it who does so it is, I think that's the wonderful thing about in-house is that it's, the way I approach it is communication, is being open, being honest and being like, hey, do you know anybody or who 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 is looking good at the moment or anything like that? But it is searches upon searches and it's so amazing how many different ones we've had to look for and how much we refer back from beauty to children to cars to sports and there's so many variations there that you're you know looking at a comedy director and you're thinking actually I like their style for this baby food it's um it's just constantly new places to look basically and and there's I guess there's just so much work out there these days honestly it, I mean like a ton of it Loads of directors. Hey, a, lot of, a lot of directors, yeah. And I guess from, you know, from like directors looking into agencies, you know, we you must get a ton of emails. Like, 
how do you choose who to get back to? Or is there a message to those guys who, you know, sometimes, you know, you don't get a chance to reply to, you know, is, is all the, are all the emails seen or is all the work viewed? You know, I, I guess just, um, like a question about that really. Yeah. They're all seen there. If they're, if there's left in my unread, it's to go back to. So if I have any message, just keep going, keep emailing me because it's not, I am not an ignorer. I've I will. you 15 times now. <laughs> This is the response. This Let is me try response. number sixteen tomorrow. This is the response today. I do get a load, and 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 yes, uh, public apology if I haven't replied to you yet. Um, but uh, yeah, it is. There are so many. There are so many to look at, and I I do get. A, I've got a, a strong awareness of how much sort of management and and the business part of my job takes over from my love of of finding talent and working with talent and ele- and elements like that. But it is part of this role that I've just I've just got that I'm learning so much more there, and it's almost like the element that you are good at and that's easy to you sort of gets a little bit pushed aside whilst you do the learning part, which is what I'm noticing let's just say a director emails you what would be for you is it just um i'm just thinking about freelance directors reaching out to in-house production companies going what's the best way for those guys to email is it short and sweet or do you need a full bio and uh you know description of what they love about what you're doing and themselves or would you just prefer to get a link to new work have a little look and if you like it get back to him what's the best way what do you think this is just me i um i love short but sweet I love it. I keep, I'm actually telling my producers at the moment how to make their email shorter just to be like, here's the point, like get to it and, and, you know, obviously be lovely about it, but I'm sure you could have halved it. Yeah. So yeah, just be, just be lovely. Be you. Don't have to formalize it at all. Just a little hello. Here's my work. I like it. Blah, blah, blah like kind of thing like please just keep it short and sweet and show, and just tell me what's in there like give me some buzzwords give me like a um you know we shot this on a steady or we should or or just those kind of buzzwords are, are fabulous in terms of like how you shot it what you shot give me a little bit of of an instance of you know maybe a problem that you solved or something like that as opposed to this is my work for 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 definitely for young and up and comings. Wicked. Cool. Good answer. <laughs> yeah, um, nice answers. Yeah, nice answers. Um my, mine was more uh like the future of production companies really. And from someone who's gone freelance recently, seeing like the rise of like in house agencies having their own production. What's your what do you think the future is really for production? production companies like is it just going to be the giants or are you going to get more smaller companies or more in-house it all seems a bit a lot's changed in the past 10 years i don't think in-house is going away Mm. it's definitely here to stay one of the major things that i get a lot of is is a consultancy sort of role where um i will get scripts from from the agencies that are are very TVC minded and say, how can we make this into a social script? So through that, all of the adaptions of making smaller smaller budgets and, and similar creative is all a huge learning curve for everybody. But I do feel that the in-house production company is definitely 
like a production company, that first stop of being able to problem solve. We're always going to be the problem solvers as production. And I know that a lot of companies are, a lot of clients are seeing the socials, the TikToks, they're using all of those buzzwords, but still the understanding is going to be taking a little bit longer to actually work out. So um, I see that we are going to be just constantly making and it's going to get smaller and it's going to keep on going. But clients are really on board with it. Clients want to be forward facing. I think you're right. I think actually what's been born from that is the fact that, like you said, clients have got the relationships with agencies and then they have these little pockets where are these little fingers where they go cool we've got a small relationship with you small relationship with you i think i guess it's built more connections in a way of because some projects are kind of like this is going to take some time we're going to go here and some projects just need to go out the door within weeks and they go cool we need a streamlined kind of prediction company to kind of smash this out mm-hmm. so i guess that's what's been born out of it all Right. Yeah. I mean, when I was when I was at Bullion, there was a direct relationship with Nike. So we worked directly with Nike. And that was interesting because of a a previous relationship with the guys from People Just Do Nothing. So that wasn't necessarily a direct relationship. That was just something that was born out of needing a production. And I think that's where we need to sort of be aware of the flexibility that's going on at the moment and and the 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 idea that a lot of things at the moment are are fast moving are reactive are you know sort of if you think about spec savers i always think that's a brilliant client they were so quick on all the world cup things they were just constantly like something in the news they had something out the next day and I, I mean, I always thought of that when I was younger growing up and thinking, how did they get that in the paper that quick? Yeah, well, it feels like everyone's, it's almost like everyone's just got to work in harmony. I don't think there's ever, you know, because I guess the question was like, who's going to win? Who is it going to be the agency? Is it going to be the production? But it's like, well, there's a, it seems to be enough stuff now that you can kind of. I mean, you go to things for specialisms, yeah. don't you? Like, um, we're not going to pretend to be a website building place. So they're going to go there for that. And then the, that, that sort of they're going to say we need a we need a front-facing film on this website well we're with you now we might as well get you guys to make it so it is it is a a lot a lot more collaborative and I think that's the start of the in-house it's not against production companies it's about saying how can we make things quicker Um, and you know I have a very much production company ethos with my in-house like very ethics-led, very make, making sure that we're completely APA, all of that jazz. But it is definitely about working with people. And I still can can show my face to Steve at the APA and be like, I'm still, you know, I'm still being honest about everything. I don't know where all the dishonesty about in-house was. And it's opportunity. It's It's all about the, it's not cutting out anybody. It's all about making sure that people have more readily available opportunities. And there's no doubt it's, it's given opportunities to directors everywhere. You know, it's opened up loads more work for everyone. Massively. Yeah. Are we good at time still? Cool. Pushing it, yeah. actually, aren't we? Cool. So, I mean, I was looking at this. Do you want to jump onto this one? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, oh yeah, yeah, that is. You know, I, I wrote this and it was like, I feel like it's getting harder and harder for directors to like cut through the noise uh, sometimes. And I, I, I was wondering what your advice would be for someone trying to make a career in commercial filmmaking? 
we have so many social scripts. Social is the landscape at the moment. It's how do we get to you on your phones? So if you shoot vertically, if you shoot anything where you can put tricks and you can make films with iPhones and anything like that, I think in terms of the really young generation of, of directors, knowing that digital landscape, knowing that being a native on those platforms, actually, that's what they're looking for. If you look at how people choose the on-screen talent at the moment, that's also what we're looking for with the directing talent. And I mean that very much for the youngsters. Um, in regards to sort of, it's just being true to what you do, I think. If you are, if you're a really sort of sincere, ethereal director, you'll find that spot. Someone will find you. Just stick true to what you, what you make. Don't, don't try and be commercial. We'll we'll find the script that suits you. Be a magnet. Yeah, be a magnet. Because it's funny because me and Craig always like, oh god, this isn't it? It, it sometimes feels like we've had this conversation before. Like when you watch things, and sometimes it looks like the same director has done every single thing at the moment. Absolutely. It's like wine angle, whip pans, transitions. And I'm like, God, when's this going to stop? So my worry yeah, is, is a little whip pan. Yeah, <laughs> but like. It does. I do look at things. I'm like, just that looks like that, but a bit this cheaper. Trends, and that, yeah. Those trends, and it, I always think it's scary. Like people going, "Oh shit, I should make that," and then as soon as they try and make that, there'll be something else. Yeah, that's the you know. So I'm, like, like I think your second part there was really good. It's just like if stick to what you you're like doing, and don't think of like shit. Am I going to get this? Just like make what your voice wants to make. Absolutely. Most of the time. Well, you get lost then. As soon as you start trying to, yeah. I'm not saying don't try new things. That's important. Yeah. But as soon as you try, you know, and try and go down a different path that's a different style and not yeah. be true to yourself, you're getting lost in woods. Well, then you look at a reel and, and, you know, and I've definitely been in that position before. I've, I've said yes to everything. And then someone looks at your reel and go, what does this person do? I can't really see the woods from the trees here. Like what? You know, and then it's it's about really filtering down to what you really want to do. I think you can still have your tone of voice, but know how to put it into a social landscape as well. Like, I think there are so many elements of, of that script being made for you in a way. I think there are so many, there's so many scripts out there. I see so many and I see so many different ones from the same client as well. We have, we have the opportunity in in Havas to have so many so many different clients like the of the same sort of genre of the you know I can't believe that we can have the Porsches the Aston Martins and the VWs and we're looking at this at scripts but they're all so different they're all so so many different tones of voice there and 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 it's there will be a script for you basically there's going to be a script for you, Ozzy, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was looking I was looking down the lens. Yeah, that is actually looking at you then. Ozzy, there's going to be one coming. Here we go. Oh, good. Yeah, this is It's definitely... important for people like you to be in agencies, I think. I agree. Yeah, and it's it's just there's there's just like a fiercely I take on a matron role. I'm fiercely protective over my directors, over my crew, over my crew rates, over my budgets. 
I there is points where I I quite enjoy sort of people coming up with a cowed head, going, "Can we do?" No. <laughs> Little question for you: What's your favourite advert of all time? Um, I studied graphic design at Campbell, and I studied the Honda Cog. Then no, I got, no wonder you went to Partizan. Then I went to Partizan. <laughs> and then I got to work with Antoine as well. Wow. So um, dreams made. I wow. Bucket list ticked. What's yours, Ozzy? I like the um, an Ikea one. Not the lamp one that Spike Jones did. The uh, Welcome Home one. It's like, I know Justin Brown shot it. And then it's like Frederick Planton. I don't know how to say it. Planchon. Planchon. He directed it, but it's about a young boy who just like um, gets loads of lamps in the streets and uh, lets his mum like walk home. Oh, with lights on. It's really nice. Yeah, I really like it. I don't know. <laughs> it's really sweet. Make me look bad. No, it's it, it's yeah. It's one I always go back to and go. Adverts can be like this, you know. Yeah. Very yeah. sweet and telling a story short and still feel something. That's like one of mine. What about you, Craig? <laughs> yeah, I like that New York tea one, me. You know, it long the 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 red kettles with the long noses. That go, I think they came out during COVID. You know, keeping you two meter distance, and you've got this little pot of tea that's got <laughs> yeah. a long nose. I thought that was great. Yeah. <laughs> really clever. That is good. Oh, cool. doing New York tea. Um, yeah, that'd be oh. wicked, wouldn't it? Hey, anyone got any scripts? Um, <laughs> oh, thank you so much for coming on, um, yeah. Flo. It's been a pleasure. Really interesting. Thank you. Yeah. Until hope, next hope time. Stuff you could use. <laughs> <laughs> cool. See you soon. See you. Bye.